He stands in a narrow cylindrical hole well below grade and stabs a spade into the ground, fills it with dirt, throws the earth up and out of the hole behind him. It's a hot afternoon and the sun is directly overhead, beating down on the back of his neck despite the narrow window to the sky. He should be nearly to groundwater by now, though. He can cool off when he breaks through, or when the sun moves out of his face in just a little while. Clang! Clang! Clang, clang! He's hit something metal. There's gift to it. He pauses in his digging and looks up at the top of the hole. There's no one around to be seen, at least. No one looking directly at him. No one to cry heresy if he happens to unearth something from beyond the stars in his own backyard, as if he put it there. So he'd have a minute, at least, to think about the nature of his buried treasure, whatever it is. See if it was worth dragging to the next town, maybe making a little money off of it. He smiled, tested the rope around his waist to make sure he wasn't going to fall, and started hitting the old metal object again, harder this time. Clang! Clang! Break! The shovel punches through a thick sheet of battered, brittle metal, and chunks break free of the thing and tumble down into the blackened void, landing in the water below with a splash. A few more chunks break free on their own, leaving him precious little space to stand and gape into the darkness. He'd have to climb back down with a torch. There was definitely some kind of cavern down there, beyond just the groundwater. But there was also a buzzing sound. He'd just noticed it. It was getting louder. And the ground was vibrating, and his curiosity waned as fear rolled in to replace it. He turned and braced his legs against the sides of the pit, grabbed the ropes, and started to climb up, and then a cloud of smoke burst out of the hole in the ground, engulfing him. He screamed first in surprise and then in terrible pain, and then, in a matter of seconds, there wasn't enough of him left to make a sound. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine. back to Pot Against the Machine, the Pathfinder actual play podcast with five stars on Spelp. I'm your host, and here's everybody. It's a deep cut. <laughs> it's not a deep cut so much as we recorded the last episode like six years ago. Eighteen years. Yeah, I've heard good things about PF2. Uh, it came out nine years ago. <laughs> uh, Hello. That out. That was even remotely funny. Keeping it in. Keeping it Hello. in. Nope. I'm editing oh, this one. Practice, yeah. Good night, Zach. Been 84 years. Previously on the program, what happened? I don't know. It was years ago. Um, the party, having slain Shadrax, uh, freed the remaining prisoners, of which there were a bunch. They explored. The rest of Shadrax's hole found some treasure, some technological stuff that they could salvage, along with, you know, Shadrax's pretty sweet gear, none of which um, you're keeping. You're all selling all of that immediately because you don't need those guns. 
And then <laughs> the everybody went back to Idenvey except the Drifter, who revealed his name, uh, Jerishal Three, and then he waited outside of town while everyone else went back. And Father Derviage did some healing, and everything was super good for everybody, even though it was super late at night. And once the final eggs were removed, you know, the Drifter drifted off out of the plane. And you all leveled up to eight. We we covered that stuff, right, in the episode? I assume we did. I think we did. I think I we think talked so. about our, our cool stuff. Did we? But did we? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I remember I think we did. Doing that. Because that was like a good chunk of the episode. Could be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I believe that. I mean, a lot of us got pretty cool stuff. It would be an investment of literally like one minute. Do we all just want to say one cool thing? Oh, yeah. I got a cool thing that I forgot about last week, so. (laughs) Sounds like volunteering. Uh, I now have the ability to throw fruit at people and heal them. (laughs) Oh, that is fun. I do like that. Yeah. Way cooler. I was pretty excited about mine, but that's that's great. I'm still pretty excited about mine, which is Haste on Rage. Haste on Rage. Nice. I don't like that. I'm, I'm sorry, kind of. It's banned. Mm. Mm. Rage is banned entirely. Oh man. I'm totally I was like, okay, well I'm out. Got Masterwork Revolvers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you already yeah. sold those. I, I updated the loot sheet while we were not recording. And of course, fourth level spells for the rat in the conical hat. He doesn't actually have one of those yet, but he probably he needs more wacky stuff going on, clearly. <laughs> so let's just stick one of those on there. He needs a really canonical look. conical hat. <laughs> so it is morning in Idenvey now. Um, the 11th of Rova. I believe. Yeah, the 11th of Rova. Um, let's say everybody wakes up in the, the meeting house at High Home, where you had to share the space with a lot of refugees from Party Town. Uh, like, there were people sleeping in all the beds. You, you all probably got prioritized for the beds. Um, but then there's, you know, people on the floors, and it's just generally a pretty crowded situation today. Brixby gets up and first thing casts a disc so he can float over all the bodies and not step on them. Probably a wise move. He's, he's a considerate, considerate <laughs> magic rat. Brixby's on a mission this morning, um, and he's going to take a stop by his favorite ailing alien, question mark? Whatever you are. Um, hey, Halloween. You awake? And he just kind of turns and looks in your direction with his weird eyes which you can see because it's morning so he doesn't have his hood up yet and he just says yes I'm awake what do you need Brixby I uh think that you and I should seek the services of a priest to try to undo some of the maladies that befell us yesterday's battle that would probably be a good idea I feel like After that fight, I can partially restore myself, but I can't seem to get rid of whatever this is that's affecting my health. I think it's more like it's drained out of me than just damaged, and I'm not strong enough to get rid of that myself. 
But yeah, no, uh, Bricks and I definitely both have uh, Conjuring, and we need to get rid of that. Yeah, so we, um, I, I do scoot over and provide some room on the disc, unless Alwyn was looking forward to walking on all the sleeping people, and I don't want to yuck any yums, because <laughs> I'm quite unsure of what his yums are at this point, but. Uh, yeah, no, I think he'll uh, clamber up on the disc, and I think he doesn't honestly weigh that much more than Brick's peak, even <laughs> with his gear. Uh, so yeah, no, he just hops up on next to him. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, do you know the amount of Yogwai heads you can fit inside this bad boy? Pats the disc. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring a meme up from two years ago. It stopped me. Um, and then we we leave. <laughs> As Brixby <laughs> says that directly towards the camera. Oh, no. And when Kira and Asher wake up, they're Brixby and Alwyn are just gone. Yeah. How does this keep happening? <laughs> yeah, that's we we point at somebody and we're like, be me. <laughs> tell them we'll meet them at the next town. Goodbye. Yeah, we tell Bashari to tell them that. <laughs> we'll be there soon. Don't worry about it. Uh, so I imagine everybody wakes up because I, I like to think canonically if I cast the disc inside, I have to do a weird thing to get it out through the door like an Ikea couch. <laughs> So, like, both Alwyn and I are like, all right, you lane, you lane. It's just a thumping noise that both of you can probably wakes everybody up. I, I, I just have a pearl. I could just dismiss this and cast it on the other side. Um, oh, hello, everyone. We're going to a priest. Is, is, this, is this the beginning of a joke? I do not get it. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not. Um, both Alwyn and I uh, experienced some of the environmental sickness that was down there. We're both feeling a little ill. Yes, whatever was in the caves gave us some kind of space sickness, and it's not great. But maybe that priest, that brother, can help us. Uh... Kira looks at Alwyn saying this and then back at Brixby and is like immediately like the Futurama suspicious gif. (laughs) (laughs) Fry narrowing his Mm. eyes. Yes, go see Aaron Brakovich. I'm sure they can help you. Good morning. (laughs) With this, Kira looks at Asher and then back like, "You, you can't go. We can't keep splitting up. We should all go together like a fun field trip to... Aaron Brockovich. I don't know that they require supervision to get healed. I, for one, have a lot of crafting to do today to be able to utilize these fine weapons that we liberated from the All Mother. Well, it would be a wacky bottle episode <laughs> if we. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have more weapons to bedazzle and cover in glitter like. The last time I was crafting ammo. I mean, yeah, I always have weapons to bedazzle. But maybe we can make a plan to meet up and actually do it this time instead of, you know, leaving Oh, they've got to go. We'll have to just figure it out. Because we canonically are not allowed to do that. (laughs) The folks in Lego would be furious. Akira draws another bad map on a bar napkin and just like throws it out the door so take it with you just a crumpled up napkin (laughs) (laughs) with an x in the middle i like it kira and asher here (laughs) no other landmarks (laughs) zero 
Alright, well if you want to head over to the meeting hall where Brother Dervich has a sort of very low-key temple of Erastal, you know where it is, you've been there a couple times now, mm-hmm. and the, the doors are always open. I want to get there bright and early before he prepares his spells for the day, so you can't say he doesn't have restoration. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't be up all that early, you didn't get in until like 2 in the morning. I mean, we're not walking, we're disking, so... We, we could be sleeping right now. We could just float on over there. <laughs> Sleeping as the disc <laughs> Sleep takes disking. us. Mm-hmm. It's like a Tesla <laughs> just pulls up with two passed out little guys in it. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no. So on our way over, not sleeping, uh, Brixby is going to look to Alloin and go, uh, So, while this isn't an Abadarin priest, from my understanding, this magic is not cheap either. Uh Maybe you want to, you know, do the... You have a, a very weird but effective way with people. <laughs> it's what approximates a compliment. <laughs> you want me to try to talk him into lowering his price, yeah. possibly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, maybe just, you know, extolling the virtues of our heroic efforts or whatever... I could certainly try. I've had to do it before. I was surprised by how much everyone puts into money and how much everything costs. So I've had to do quite a bit of bartering since I went out on the road. I think I can probably talk his price down. Yeah, I appreciate that. I normally have like another method for the things I can't afford, but this is a little more (laughs) intangible than I'm familiar with. I say it'd be real interesting to see somebody pickpocket a spell slot. You'd have to be a bard. What is that, a Sandman bard? I think they get to like literally steal your oh, spells. Oh, yes, yeah. Very cool class. That is a bard archetype. Is the uh, brother home? Or not home, rather. Is he in his chapel? Yeah, I think you come in on, on him in the meeting house. He's setting up folding chairs, just endless wooden folding chairs. There's so many. They we hope. give him the sign of a rascal. <laughs> just, just do the horns. <laughs> With the obligatory metal tongue hanging out. <laughs> they put down one chair slightly askew, um, you know, out of the row because he stopped suddenly. Uh, <laughs> and look over and say, um, Ah, hello there. It's uh, good to see you all up and about after your harrowing adventure yesterday yes we're doing fairly well but when we went down underground to fight the zill brixby here and i got sick from some kind of weird strange glowing area of the cave and it reminds me of something that i heard about before called space sickness that drains your constitution and we thought maybe you could cast a spell on us to reverse that and make us healthy again uh, he thinks for a second and then he goes oh, well um yeah, what you ask for is, is um it's within my powers it's not trivial magics and um you understand the um old dead I will, will grant these spells but we have um we have our cost to consider. I I can cast it for you for um, 
550 gold uh, per, per casting. That includes the required material components built in. There's a certain price to pay for this type of healing. And I'm going to actually roll this first so I can roleplay uh, how good I get on my... That is a 13 on the die for a 26 diplomacy. So I'm going to assume I do fairly well. And so he looks in and says, Of course I understand that. It's expensive to cast this high-level magic. I've seen that before. Head of the colony that I lived in before this was a priest. And I understand that it is taxing work. But I also understand that we did a lot to both help your community and the surrounding areas, possibly the whole nation, by defeating these horrible creatures. So wouldn't it be possible for us to have some sort of small discount? He's going to smile at him like really creepily. <laughs> I imagine he hasn't put his hood up yet. <laughs> he just looks. And you have your really sort of... Weird. Very crunchy um, bro, um, priest of a rastal here. He's like a tall guy with a tied back, um, what's it called? He's got like a bun basically behind his hair. And he's sort of a middle-aged guy. Um, his beard's going like a little bit gray. He's leaning over his chair that he stopped folding and um, looking at it because it's, it's not sitting quite right in the row. And he's like, oh, well, I've... As I said, there are expenses to, um, but I, uh, he's doing some math in his head, even though, you know, old dead eyes, anti-math, <laughs> clearly, that's like Abadar stuff. Say, so, um, we could, I could, um, make it an even 500 each. Uh, does, does that work for you? I, I apologize for the expense, but, um, you know. He'll uh, look over at Brixby because he has no idea whether that's a <laughs> discount or not, getting 100 gold off. Uh, well, um, can't argue with expenses, and uh, I personally have nothing to contribute in terms of social skills, unless I'm going to deceive this holy man of antlers. So, uh, yeah, uh, and I will say out of character, he's not like asking you to help with, uh, like push the roll or anything. He just literally does not know whether that's a good deal or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is kind of my first time getting the full, I've done restoration light before. So this is, uh, I think this is a good, I mean, it's the, it's the magic we need. Lay it on me, father. <laughs> I say, oh, well, well, no, just a moment. Um, and uh, he'll he'll head to the back, sort of to a little like locked cache, and pull out a couple doses of the diamond dust required, and um, quietly pray for a little while to prepare the spell, so that you know the minutes are <laughs> ticking on as he's conferring with his god and. Um, getting the magics prepared and then he'll he'll come over to each of you is the one of you want to go first or uh, do, do, do you care is it, this is always kind of awkward uh, I mean A is before B you can go ahead it was your idea but if you want me to go first I will so yeah he'll uh, 
step up and let himself get restored. <laughs> All right, and he will, you know, take out his diamond dust and say a little chant to Old Deadeye that takes exactly 18 seconds and <laughs> throw the diamond dust in the air and each little sprinkle of it like sort of goes up in a tiny little miniature flame as it goes around Alowin and the constitution drain goes away along with all remaining ability damage. Excellent. And then, you know, he'll repeat the, the same process with Brixby. Oh yeah, that's the stuff. Does a little shake at the end. <laughs> it's further confusing Alowin if he's a dog or not. It's just a <laughs> enjoyable little wiggle of having a point of constitution back. <laughs> Gave me so many hit points <laughs> that I was missing, which matter when you're a little rat wizard. Ah, yeah. father, I appreciate this. And um, Deadeye smiles on your charitable contribution to the strength wholeness of this community uh, I did have a question is there a powerful arcane caster here or oh, shop purveyor of spells scrolls even if it's just a lone wizard looking to find some magics uh, he says um well uh, it, it's a uh, brother please not I don't go by father that was my father's title <laughs> Little little joke there, um, but um, at the hands of the community, you you should be able to find um, some skilled arcane casters. I'm assuming that's that's what you're looking for. You, we should have a, a reasonably wide selection available here. We're not the the biggest town, but we we function independently. You know, we get by. Just love the dunk. <laughs> that's my father <laughs> oh god thank you uh, I appreciate it I'll, uh, I'll look around if there's, if there's no particular mage that comes to mind I'm sure they'll have a matching conical hat to mine <laughs> be easy to locate uh, if you don't mind me asking how long is it that you plan to remain in this little town of ours now that the well, Zill business is taken care of, as you say. Well, it's interesting you bring this up. Do you know anything about the bad water in the south? Um, well, I mean, it's, um, it's a polluted spring. Eh? We avoid it. We don't draw our water from there, and that's, that's that, I, I believe. Is there anything more to know? Oh, so that's why you call it. You don't no, drink it's, it's bad water. Yeah. You, do, you don't drink the bad water. We made, <laughs> we gave it the name. I was trying. That was it. I just wanted to suss that out. That's it. Goodbye. Understandable. Have a good day. <laughs> no. Um, so we are thinking, traveling south uh, to explore some sightings concerning mutations. But don't worry. We'll, uh, you know. Step as lightly as we have so far. You won't even know we're here. Says the guy who carted the aqua <laughs> to town, <laughs> glittering and bleeding all over the place. Yeah, he kind of frowns at that. Well, it's a, it's a quiet town we have here. Um, 
we do have the occasional problem of, of mutated beasts, and we just, we'd like to keep the peace here, if you understand me. The keeping the peace is paramount. We will. If we see any peace, keep it as hard as we possibly can. This is my promise to you. <laughs> my oath. He puts his hands up on his head to make the soul or the, the holy symbol of the antlers as he does it, waggling his fingers. <laughs> Just a rat man holding up moose antlers. Yeah, we lean Let's forward and touch our fingers together to say goodbye. <laughs> so, I, I really did well on my knowledge religion. Oh my role. god, that's amazing! Just that and the <laughs> fingertips. Thank you for it. Yeah, if Kurt Vonnegut wrote, <laughs> basically. Uh, but uh, no, I understood, and I, I don't mean to draw context from your words because I do know that you've provided much more succor and comfort to us as travelers than than we expected on the road. But um. You see, we, uh, you and I both know there is something evil in this land, something sick. It's what put that in our bones that you just drew out, and, well, we intend to root it out anywhere we find it, so, uh, we'll keep it out of the city limits, we'll keep it down after dark. Anything to say, Alwyn? Uh, I think he will actually say, like Brixby said, we're planning to leave fairly soon to go check out this bad water, but I think we're staying at least the rest of today so that uh, he and Asher can refill their supplies, and, well, I have a question. I'm going to stop at a couple of shops, and he says it kind of <laughs> like he's not quite sure that's the word. And then afterwards, I'm going to need a quiet place to just kind of sit and think. Is it okay if I come here to your church for that? Oh, my doors are always open. As long as you keep to yourself, I don't see any reason why you... you couldn't come here. Great. I forgot to ask, where does the fruit come from? I want an, uh, I want it's your belt, oh, yeah. right? Your sash? Yeah, he okay. has a uh, belt that is uh, has like fruit designs on it and every once in a while he seems to almost like grab one of the like sewn on pieces and it turns into real fruit. What's that candy? The one that's like banana and all the other, you know what I'm talking about? It's hard on the runts. What like it? runts? Runts. That's it. That's what I'm imagining yeah. that comes off of your sash. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. runts that grow into full size fruit. Yeah. But they're still <laughs> just as unpleasant and chalky when they're full size too. <laughs> yeah. They've been sitting in that vending machine in the mall for 20 years. <laughs> It's actually a neat little item. At level six, the fruit is considered to be uh, the same as a good berry. So you get like one HP and you're full for the day. And then at level eight, three times a day, you can pull a piece of fruit off and throw it. And it acts like a splash potion that does 1d4 healing. Whoa. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> 
This isn't Tyrant's Grasp or whatever, so we don't necessarily get, like, we have to account for every ration we have. But it is cool, mm -hmm. especially across barren Numeria, where I can't imagine... Yeah. like a squirrel with the wrong number of legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Simpsons fish, just squirrel, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the actual fish, but it's just walking around. <laughs> I believe barren Numeria was the leader before the Black Sovereign. <laughs> All right, so if we cut away from the um, Temple of Arastal, head back over to High Home, where maybe Asher has found a, a corner to start working on his guns, or his bullets, rather. Yeah, so he's in that black and white checkered porcelain tile Italian kitchen, <laughs> and he's set himself up with his melting pots, and, and he is... He's you can see he's just kind of flipping his the revolver chamber open and closed and he's he has the the rounds that were there and then the 46 cartridges that uh, he picked up from uh, Shadrax herself and he he's kind of having like a little doodly do flashback he he can he can remember seeing you know, the occasional revolver in Alkenstar, but never really getting up to play with one up close. Uh, but he he's able to kind of pry open one of the metal cartridges and see, like, oh, it's just the shell around the normal bullet. I have lots of normal bullets. Okay. All right. And I, I imagine he's he's taking his time trying to figure out how best to manufacture these himself. Uh, and it's going to take him all day, but he's, you know, able to, to get started on it. Mostly taking his uh, mundane, most of his mundane bullets that he already had crafted. Uh, he had 86 and he is going to be making most of those into uh, the cartridges for these revolvers. Uh, fun fact with the gunsmithing uh, feat, you can craft up to a thousand GP worth of ammo in a day. And by the power of math and a little fabricate bullets, uh, I was able to work out 990 gold and five silver <laughs> uh, so really stretching that max of how much he can craft but by the end of it all he is going to have uh 151 rounds he can use in the revolvers uh and uh regular just mundane rounds and he's also taking 24 of his adamantine bullets and getting those in metal cartridges so his beneficial bandolier just is probably blinding in the sun just all this <laughs> extra metal just oh good lord uh but thankfully he's inside right now <laughs> and it's just gonna have a nice crafting day all right sounds like asher's busy no one can eat today because he's taking up the whole kitchen with smell the whole kitchen the whole kitchen every burner a third of the kitchen <laughs> okay a third of the kitchen is smelting and then the rest of the kitchen is filled with horrible smoke 
<laughs> it's smelting and melting. It's like fondue up in here. <laughs> and there are no oh, fondue. fondue accidents. <laughs> I wouldn't know. No dairy. <laughs> and meanwhile, um, Kira, uh, how are you spending the morning while the other two are off on their missions and Kira's just kind of hanging out? Yeah, um, Kira will indulge in the uh, option to sleep in for as long as she can and then decide it's, it just doesn't work. Like she's, there's clearly, she's preoccupied, there's something on her mind, so she gets up and just paces around. And unlike Brixby, she does not float through. Like, so she's just <laughs> stepping on people. Um, I don't think she makes time to apologize. She doesn't step hard, no one's hurt, but like she's kind of single-minded. Um, until she sees Asher disappear, and then we'll follow uh, follow him to see whatever he's doing. Um, I think for the first chunk of time that he's smelting, um, she's just like face down on the floor in the six inches of air that is okay to breathe, I guess, <laughs> staring at him. Like, what you doing? Oh, that's cool. You need help? Hey, remember that time that we all got together to craft things and Vargas ripped his arm off? That was wild. Um, and just on and on this way until she gets bored again. It's like, okay, I'm going to go look for her friends. Bye. Um, but is actually going to go look for some sign of Vargas. Just see if anyone has seen him around town. Um, which I'm, I'm willing to, I could make a single role for that <laughs> or not actually because we know that Vargas is. Well, you can um, do a, a diplomacy check to gather information. Cool. And by diplomacy, do you mean intimidate? Uh, sadly, the mechanic is diplomacy. Um, okay, that's fine. I'll give it a try. Um, who am I diplomacing? Or just everyone in the... It, it's like a, a general thing that basically counts for going around talking to people. Okay, so in my mind, she's just on top of a house being, I am looking for my friend! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Uh, that is 15 on the die, plus... Diplomacy to 17. 17 diplomed. Well, in about an hour of wandering through the town and harassing random people, looking for your friend and, and shouting from literal rooftops. That's canon. That was not a joke. <laughs> you don't find any sign of anyone who's, you know, actually seen Vargas or knows who he is based on a pretty easy description of, you know, the guy with the metal arm. I think Basari will track Kira down by the general amount of noise that she's making to, like, hand Lucy back to her. Uh, before you got too far off, I wanted to make sure I, I returned your your old friend here. Uh, oh, hey, thanks. Thanks for you the loan. You did a good job with it. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, it was, I'm glad you didn't fall off any bridges and die. That would have been a bummer. Not just because I like my hammer, because you're cool, too. Well, to be clear, I do like the hammer... A little more, but just like so tiny, such a tiny amount more. <laughs> she looks a little bit sad looking at the hand. But uh, anyway, <laughs> kind of the awkward shuffling of the feet, sort of thing. And she goes like, "Well, um, I I hope you find your friend. Um, I think I'm gonna get out of Numeria. This this is kind of an awful place. Where are you gonna go?" I haven't really decided yet. I thought maybe just take a few days to recover from, you know, being stuck in a wall and almost dying. 
a lot of yeah. times. And I um, then I don't know, head somewhere that isn't here. Hopefully, somewhere with no zills. Yeah, I'm open to suggestions if you've got any. Does it have to be outside of Numeria? Because I really only know Numeria. Actually, I really only know Torch. You could probably find someone there. My sister is cool. She's kind of mean sometimes, but mostly cool. Um, your sister and um, Torch, you said that's, um, she looks around. That's like <laughs> west, points. east? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's somewhere. I don't really do the survival checks. So I can't help you, but it's it's around. If you just keep walking here in like concentric circles that get bigger and bigger, you're bound to find it. Well, I'll I'll keep that in mind. Um, oh, hang on, take this with you, and she'll like go through her bag and just pull out. Um, she hasn't gotten around to crafting yet, so it's not a sticker. It's just a pile. It's like that that white paper <laughs> that stickers come on, and a handful of glitter. She's like, sorry, it's a kind of a DIY thing, but um, it's good for you. So it's just a white piece of paper with glitter on it? <laughs> or she's yeah, and giving... it's, not, it's loose glitter. It is not glued down. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> She'll hold that and look at the hammer again and go like, um, oh, thanks. Thanks for that. And, um, you know, take care of yourself. You too. Good trade. Bye. And um, off goes Basari into the wilds of Idenvey to not be your helper NPC anymore. <laughs> Take leadership. Come back. <laughs> so, um, speaking of Vargas, I wonder what, what's happening with that guy. You know, he's, he's, he's probably dead, right? By now? Yeah, probably. Though, oddly enough, as uh, Kira is wandering around town screaming his name, <laughs> uh, she happens to see, I mentioned at some point she gets back to the high home, and she sees sitting outside of one of the windows, like, tapping at it is uh what looks like a small bird maybe like a like a shrike it might look like and it has a what looks like a small piece of rolled parchment in one of its little tiny tiny bird claws and it's just pecking at one of the windows uh kira sees this specifically the i guess little note thing attached and like kind of goes still like she doesn't want to scare it and tries to do a sneak approach um it's not great stealth is not <laughs> her strong suit um and then we'll do the classic bird called bird 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 <laughs> hey bird um and see if that works and we're gonna call that an animal handling can i or can i just grab it that feels aggressive uh, well, technically, it's not a real animal. It is a uh, oh, well <laughs> something created by a spell. So I imagine animal handling doesn't matter. So this bird call was useless. Yeah. So let me read the thing again. Deliver a written message unerringly to a designated target. So as soon as you start making your noise, it turns around and sees you and just flies at you and drops the note on your face. And then as soon as it does, there's like a little puff 
like a little mini smoke bomb going off and it turns into just what looks like an old beat up coin with a profile picture of a shrike on it and like cracks down the middle and falls to the ground. Uh, Gira looks down at the coin and then at the note on her face. Uh, and I guess we'll open it. And you see this note in, and you can almost hear it in Vargas's voice, like as he was writing it, maybe. Uh, hello to the rest of the VC4. I don't know where you'll be right now. If this uh, magic works as intended, it should be coming to you three, possibly four days after reaching Idenvey. I'm sure by that point you've long since realized that I would not be meeting you in the town and have moved on, but I've been told that this item will find you no matter where you've gone to. I'm sorry for the deception, but there was somewhere I needed to go, something I need to do. I've begun to work on training this new faith-based power that I awoke after we defeated Hellion. I don't know how long it will take to properly train to use, but until I am sure that I will not be a hindrance to our group, I will have to stay here and work on my progress. I don't know when I will be able to meet back up with everyone. I imagine at this point you've had to flip this thing over, <laughs> but know that I am sorry for what I did and that I will find you again when I'm ready. Until then, this isn't goodbye, it's just see you later. And then it's signed Vargas Junk Punch. Uh, let's see. So Kira's reading this note and, um, like, there's an, as, like, if you were watching her read it, it's, like, initial, um, excitement and then sort of that, uh, that, like, I'm sure you figured out that I'm not meeting up with you. I think she gasps aloud, just, (gasps) (laughs) um, and at first, like, like, almost looks around, like, looking for someone, um, and then goes back to reading, um, flips her the note, and by the time she gets to the end, you can see, like, she's, there are tears in her eyes, but she seems sort of resigned to it. She'll bend down, pick up the broken coin, and put it in a pocket, and then, um, I think fold the other, fold the note, like, very, very carefully so she can hand it back to her friends, and put that in her pocket as well, and then I guess go inside? I assume that there are still bodies to step on, just as a coping mechanism. I mean, I think everybody's probably awake by now. Still and bodies. Probably all <laughs> She makes it worse. Still time bodies. Step on step on. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, hey everyone, I just, I just got some, some pretty tough news. If, if you all could just stop what you're doing and lay down on the floor. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. Oh, this is highly irregular. I know, but we saved your lives, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think she'd probably go find Asher, uh, but wait until he didn't look busy. All right, well, um, what are Brixby and Alwyn doing um, after getting healed up? Uh, so, you know, Brixby, as the driver, feels obligated to look over at Alwyn. Just be like, so I'm uh, going to go find... Uh, Mage, um, I don't know. What's your plan? Did you want to go back to High Home? Did you want to walk? Do you want me to take you? Well, if you're going to try to find someone who sells magical items, you'd be going 
near just regular selling people as well, right? Yes. I'd be going to the item district, indeed. I think I'll go with you then. I want to look for a couple of things. I am so glad, because I am deeply enjoying the idea of Brixby and Owl and trying to get anything done. <laughs> Rolling up on anybody. <laughs> I can't believe the aplomb with which the the brother handled the both of us. Because that must be <laughs> a weird sight to just be like, we hate technology, but I guess you don't technically qualify alien and magic rat on the floating disc. <laughs> this is just totally normal in this quiet... <laughs> Um, pastoral community. Exactly as Erastal intended. Aliens and rats floating together in harmony. Well, yeah, it sounds good. Let's, uh, go and check the the mercantile area of Fiaden Vey, which is... Yeah, the, um, Brother Dervich... Uh, tipped you off to the hands of the community, which is sort of a, it's it's a mall basically. It's a mini mall, a bit big building where there's a bunch of different merchants inside. Have the different wares available that people might want to buy. God, they still have a shopping mall. They do hate technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right, so let's go to the sharper image. Wait, what is this doing here in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah, they ran Brookstone out of town, though, because <laughs> too high tech. No, honestly, Brook and Stone sound exactly like the thing they would keep in town for <laughs> a sharper image. <laughs> well, that's how they got in in the first place, but then they're like, this is false advertising, and there was practically a riot. There isn't a Brook or a Stone inside of this <laughs> store. We gave you a prime real estate right next to the Brook. Well, then, I think it is time for me to approach the most magical of all of the vendors in this strip mall. Um. Oh, there's totally some magical looking people, you know, super uh, magical. Super Magic Sally's scroll store. That's alliterative. It's the one I'm looking for. <laughs> or maybe if Drooly Julie has started franchising, she had a pretty agreeable price point on most things. So what are you looking for specifically? Anything that you'd need to roll on? What I would think so for a, an area of this size. Um, I, I am looking for some level four spells and some level three spells in scroll form. All right. You're probably pretty good. We've got some solid spell casting in Night and Bay. We've got spell casting up to sixth level. Ooh, then I was going to buy three level four scrolls and two level three scrolls. So I think if, if that is all available, then Brixby's just going to tuck those very expensive pieces <laughs> of paper into his bag and turn to Alwyn and say, uh, so what sort of like normal stuff do you need? So he'll say, well, I was looking for a clothes shop, clothing shop. I saw the cloaks that a lot of you have and i think i can just take a regular cloak and make it special so it works like those but i need to pick the right one i'll know it when i see it that one over there has many colors is that your vibe <laughs> over at joseph's, joseph's technicolor dream store <laughs> <laughs> joseph is whacked out on the flayleaf 
Yeah, he's going to look for a vendor, preferably one selling cloaks. And maybe also if there's like, and it's a, a rastal town, so I'm assuming there is uh, a place selling uh, like van braces or bracers. And just kind of looks through and he sees one that just happens to cost 500 GP. Uh, maybe it's like on the really nice end, like the kind of thing like the Bell District people would buy to <laughs> justify that price. Maybe like it's got like some kind of like fur on the inside or something that makes it a little more expensive or it's made out of moleskin or something. And he'll pick that up and he will also buy a pair of bracers and then just like some those little like metal studs that you put in and stuff like that like that also totals about 500 gold altogether okay and it should be pretty findable they're weird items but i'm sure you can find a vendor willing to charge you that much for that stuff anyways so we know how the magic is basically based on the economy that i think if shopping day is worn down are, are you all going back to high home is alwyn going to the church of Arastal to craft yeah he'll walk with <laughs> brixby kind of back to yeah he's holding his hand like he's like brixby's taking him to school uh, you're off the disc for some reason and i'm just holding your hand while you're walking <laughs> i guess <laughs> see i was picturing alwyn standing at like the very back of the disc and holding on to brixby's shoulders like he's on pegs on a bike Yes, <laughs> there's actually <laughs> pegs on the side of the disc, <laughs> also made of force. Yeah, no, he's sitting in a force basket on the front. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he'll walk with brick speed, like just back as far as the, and you said it wasn't actually like his, like he didn't actually have a temple. It's just like in the meeting room of the uh, meeting hall, right? Like it's. Yeah, it's it's just a very low-key kind of, um, just a big wooden one-story building with, like, lots of windows and lots of open space for gathering. But it's not, like, a super formal temple, and, like, the shrine at the front is very simple. And yeah, So when they get back that far, he, uh, he'll hand the bracers and the stuff that he bought with them, like, in a little shopping bag to Brixby and say, Could you... Bring this back and put it with the rest of my things if you're going back to High Home. Yeah, of course. Totally. I'm going to sit in here and, well, I can make this like yours, but I need a nice, quiet place. And I like these temples, even if their gods aren't really gods. So i would probably be spending uh, most of the rest of the day here with the brother. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's, just, it's amazing how that Yanve poke gets caught in your throat. What do they even make it out of? Where do they find the fish around here? Is it, is it just raw venison chunks, brother? I, uh... Anyway, well, um... Uh, don't listen to anything he really says. Uh, he doesn't mean it, and he's very dear to me. I, I know it's not an elk, but, you know. Anyway, well, um, goodbye. Brixby is just like, <laughs> this is a terrible idea, leaving him inside of a temple with a priest who d d doesn't really find our antics cheeky or endearing, necessarily, despite <laughs> they are objectively cheeky and endearing. So, yeah, Brixby, Brixby leaves with the stuff. 
Um, and it's just like, this is, this is going to be something. Alloin gets uh, murdered. I sure hope that we're not bringing him out of, or like taking him out of jail later. But it's just the same place where the drifter was. It's just where Alloin is. At this point in the day, like Alloin's spending some time in the, in the temple to work on his crafting. And Brixby's heading back to where Kira has gotten the news and... Asher's probably been crafting for a while, so maybe it's time for the three former very capable four people to have a little discussion. You sit in silence and stare at each other until someone <laughs> breaks. That's uh, too I realistic. Do think, <laughs> I do think that um, like after Kira's read this note, she will go find Asher and sit near him but just not say anything i think for probably the and rarely since you've known her she's been like this quiet and is just sitting um theoretically waiting but mostly just not talking and i think considering asher is crafting over a hundred bullets by the time he's part way through he's he's got it down to muscle memory and can just kind of keep working while he looks over and sees that huh Kira's Kira's pretty quiet that's did she fall asleep? And he'll kind of look and say no she looks like she's awake and he'll say well um is everything alright? Uh, she does that thing where you kind of like you're zoned out and someone says your name like uh what? Um, and then sort of remember where she is um, yeah, I'm okay. I, um, got a note from Vargas. He's not dead. Um, and we'll, like, dig in her pocket and, like, hand it over. I think just wait. I don't think she says anything else. I think she just waits. All right, Jero, recite the entire note again. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. This is the point where Zach pastes in me saying it all over. <laughs> you... How did you receive a note? Did somebody bring it to you? Another killer in the area, perhaps? No, I was looking for well, anyone who maybe could tell us if they'd seen him, and I couldn't find anyone, so then I came back here. But before I got here, I saw a, a, a bird, I guess? I think, I don't know. When it, it, it dropped the note, and then before I could do anything else, it turned into, and then, like, we'll pull out the coin. It turned into this. And... That's all there was. Well, that's, that's an interesting trick. We'll have to ask him how he learned to do that when we meet up with him. Did he say that he's been delayed and he'll be here in another day or two? What? And he'll try to kind of read it, but then he accidentally burns himself a little bit with black powder. And it's like, mm, maybe, maybe I should just read this later. A note. <laughs> Asher hides his illiteracy for one more day. You got close there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I read. I Asher read the note from an and Androffin son. He, he Brixby taught him a language, man. Oh, I know. You're just holding Marcus's note upside down. You're just like, mm. <laughs> total comprehension. <laughs> I mean, I'm here, right? This is, I'm, I'm also in the scene. I've come yeah. back. Okay, that's what I <laughs> figured. So, Brixby. Brixby is done rifling through Alloin's stuff uh, under the auspices of putting his things back. 
just being like, what sort of weird stuff does he have? It's got to be, how is it all fruit? It's literally nothing but fruit. The whole, the whole bag is fruit. fruit all the way. Where do you even get fruit? He like closes the bag at the mention of fuck. I think the only like actually weird thing he has would be his book and he would have that on him. So yeah. it's probably just like a change of clothes and <laughs> not like really trying to do some sort of yeah. weird learn things about you, but I just, you know, just, yeah. you've given me some stuff to put back. So I'm just like, <laughs> so I just put it inside of their um, camera is on Brixby looking in Alwyn's bag. And I imagine Kira is like, I got enough from Vargas. And Rixby just freezes for a moment and is just listening. And you see from in front of him, his eyes totally wide. Um, and then he realizes that he stopped in a suspicious way and starts like going back to rifling through their party mate stuff, which is not suspicious at all, accordingly. Is just like listening in, in both ears, kind of just directed back in the satellite dish sort of way, and then turns around. Wait, we got word from Grandpa. Yeah, he sent a note, I guess, with a with a magic bird. Um, like, seeing Asher hasn't taken it, we'll hand it over. Um, and then for both their sakes, just sort of, he's, um, he's not coming to meet us. He, he's, he says he never was coming to meet us, and he, he lied. Oh, did he say why? He said he has to take care of something and and train someone and he doesn't want to be a hindrance to the group. But how could he... He was with us before. I don't understand why he would just leave without saying anything. Did he mention his mother? Does it have something to do with her? Um... And at that, Kira doesn't even answer. Just sort of has like this like look of realization and then just fury across her face um she was like he, she didn't say any he didn't say anything about that you think it was her we can find her i can find her now I, if she if she took him somewhere we can we can get him back i know we have to do all this stuff here but it shouldn't take that long we well i guess we don't know where he went and is defeated once more Brixby dismisses the disc and walks across the still prone convalescing survivors <laughs> um over to where Kira is. Just I'd like to think they just didn't get up all day because they're all just so <laughs> tired. They're just like filled with radiation poisoning and eggs. Kira, we, well, this horrible land brought us together out of necessity and the evil that bubbled up in Torch. Well, we learned it wasn't just there. It's everywhere across this damn blasted plain. Wherever Vargas is, he's fighting the same fight we're fighting. He knows how to find us. And he contacted us. Which means he's still alive. I hope that doesn't come off as insensitive, but... Well, with a man like that, you can never be sure. I'm confident he'll come back to us. All this evil is going to lead us to one place. I know it. Just kind of looks off into the distance, looks back. I'm not even the same man I was a month ago. When I first met you, 
All of you. The changes that have happened to me, to you, to him, to him. Well, they aren't what I expected. I imagine people feel exactly the same. I... I... I'm sorry. I should have known. In his voice, in his eyes, that this is what would happen. But... We always knew. We were brought together out of necessity. We'll stay together. Come together again out of necessity. He'll never be too far from us. Um, Kira first like looks in the direction that Brixby looked like she can like, oh, there's the evil over there. And then realizes <laughs> that was a metaphor. It's just um, one of the people on the floor. I'm just staring directly. <laughs> <It's> like you. <laughs> uh, Kira goes to pick that person up and throws them through a window um, and then comes back. Says, I wish he would. he had taken us with him and then we would know that he's okay. Can you do this too? And we'll like point at the coin in her hand. It was, it used to be a bird, but now it's not. But it had a message before and we can send something back and let him know where we are. And then when we have our evil meetup reunion, no one will be surprised. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Brixby pulls out his spell book, not Maros, but his. This one right here, the only thing I have under coin is, uh, I can turn this into a weapon. It's got coin shot. <laughs> if you want to take out that one guy on the floor that all of Numeria's evils are. How far can you throw it? <laughs> I still have the uh, thing open on that if you want to like roll spellcraft to see what this item was. Oh yeah, I suppose I could do that. I am a wizard who is much smarter After all. than the person who plays <laughs> him. Oh man, I rolled a seven for a 22. I think that yeah, cause covered. Uh, what? Would that, uh, it's... Let me look it up. But the caster level is for that. Caster level 12. Oh, so maybe not then. I don't think it would. Yeah, never mind. It's a cheap item, but it's a really high caster level. Yeah, couldn't make it. Oh, yeah, Yeah. so yeah, that doesn't make it. Yeah, you just, you don't know what it was. I I have no idea. Thank you, GM Jarrell. I have no idea. (laughs) Thank you. I can't Uh, get over That's a 300 GP item, and it's Caster level well. Yeah, no, I um <laughs> it's insane. I know that some, some powerful magics that can only uh happen once. Uh all within our grasps, but this this whoever made this is far exceeds my magical skill. Puts his hand on the note, kind of pushing it down. I imagine Kira's still kind of holding it, kind of rereading it. Puts his hand on it. We know he isn't ready to be found yet. He intentionally left us. And I, we have to hope he will intentionally come back to us. Because he knows we need him. Nemaria needs him. And I think she's been like, yeah, just staring at the note in her hand this whole time. But at that last, um, he'll come back to us. She sort of considers for a second and nods. He said he would. He, he promised. And we still have to find that scary lady with the scars. Um, if you do find a way to contact him, though, let us know. And we can send a message, like a telegram with singing. He loves singing. 
Jolly guy if I ever met one. <laughs> Old people do love singing telegrams. <laughs> they do. Famously. Hello, my baby. Hello, my Vargas. Hello, my ragtime Vargas. <laughs> <laughs> Every noun is just Vargas. <laughs> no information conveyed. <laughs> well, is there anything else the party wants to do in the sort of evening now since you got such a late start on the day and we're like at least eight hours in i do think before um before we wrap this up i think you know kira will fold the note back put it in her pocket um alongside the coin just to keep it safe um and look at asher and brixby and be like okay well i'm glad we still have each wait where's alowen <laughs> I just assumed he was standing there silently. Oh my god, we forgot Alwyn! <laughs> it's just cut to him shaving <laughs> with the Christmas music on the background. So, yeah, no, Brixby, in between all of this, has been, you know, ever since he got back, he's been sitting on his bed. Um, until he went over to talk to Kira, scrawling in his book. This is why he was able to bring it out and show the, the coin spell he had. He's copying down the scrolls. You see this scratchy writing going into his book. A uh, scratchy writing that is very similar to the spell book and the note. That he got from his friend Vargas. Dun dun dun. Dun dun. I think Took that's a skill rank in forgery. <laughs> <laughs> Craft calligraphy. Yeah. He's just writing in really cool metal font now. Asher would spend an hour after he's done crafting just because there's not enough he could do uh, to fix his uh, plus one pistol. <laughs> <laughs> bringing it down to only two misfired guns to fix. Wow. And somewhere in Idenvay, our Spy 4 at the Technic League has had a couple days now, just completely unencumbered. I think I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. Night, Sam. <laughs> night, Sam. Night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Technic League Spy. Property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of Paizo Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by our own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Uh, well... To restore the vitality to my ready body, you also are looking a little sickly, M- more so than usual. We uh, 
You want to get on the disc? Get on the disc, loser. We're going restoring. <laughs> we can cut that. <laughs> no, uh, <clears throat> I basically know we we got the there's the what the Bell's district, the Bell district, the which is like the relatively rich place and where they also keep prisoners. <laughs> and <laughs> then there's high. Who knows all the good houses are by the prison. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's what you want in your backyard. What do you think the criminals are going to do? Hang around? That's that was thinking. A, that yeah. was a George Carlin. Oh. Um, very badly delivered, but it was a George Carlin joke. Um, and we here in Pot Against the Machine do not endorse getting excited about your character. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a card. Love the sin. spells you're with. <laughs> But you, you have just straight up dip. I'm going to retcon. I write a note on one of the survivors. On a survivor's <laughs> face. You write it in permanent marker on somebody's, on uh, Thelpin's forehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm like, come here. And I just like dunk my thumb inside the ash of the hearth uh, from, from the cloak. <laughs> Put the cloak down. Get a little <laughs> ash from it and just scrawl it on him. No, I, I all right. Well, we're off to an excellent start in terms of usable content. Um, oh, yeah. I will. Thelpin and Kifkin live here. They wouldn't be at high home laying on the floor. <laughs> no, they'd they've be got their, their own cabins. 